get limber. Do some knuckle push-ups. Show no mercy. Mercy is for the weak. It's time for Disco Dave's Radio Dojo on Triple M. Welcome to the show, and I'd like to officially welcome back to the studio in the flesh, Jess from Reception. Jess, it wasn't the same without you last week. I know. I'm so sorry that I was uh, busy, but it's good to be back. We did a best of last week, but I had a bit of help. Uh, A robot version of you, the iJess 10,000, which you may have spotted, is still here in the studio. Hello, iJess. Hello. Uh, it's a robot, highly sophisticated, modelled after your personality. Isn't that right, iJess 10,000? Yes. So, to kick us off, I thought it might be fun for you guys to have a chat. You can chat to the robot version of you. She's just like you in every way. <laughs> okay, amazing. Well, thanks again, iJess 10,000, for filling in for me last week. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, oh, well, um, if you actually are so similar to me, um, I did spend last night getting a little bit loose. Did you get a bit loose last night? What yes. were you up to? Yes. Sinking tinnies. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, I heard that you actually climbed up on a cop car and ripped all your clothes off, screaming, I am the lizard queen. Is yes. that true? <laughs> yes. Oh. Did you spend the night in lockup? Yes. What do you expect? I was wasted. <laughs> yeah, well, if you didn't end up in lockup, where do you reckon you would have spent the night? Probably lying in a gutter somewhere. <laughs> yes. Are you, are you feeling a bit dusty today? Yes. <laughs> wow, we really are so different, you and I. There you go. Real Jess meeting the iJess 10,000. Hey, iJess 10,000, do you want to stick around for the rest of the show? No. Oh. Are, you, are you sure? Because we are about to play Jess is going to go up against Time Masters, the kids' game show from the 80s. I would rather die. Oh, wow. All right, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the iJess 10,000 is not going to stick around, but you should because Disco Dave's Radio Dojo continues next. You're welcome. 104.5 Triple M Disco Dave's Radio Dojo coming up. I'm going to rifle through Jess's wallet, but now the game is Jess smarter than a kid in the 90s. Jess, in this segment, you go up against children on a 1990s Australian kids game show, the golden age of kids' game shows. You had Amazing, you had Wipeout, you had Pick Your Face, Vidiot, the rest. And today, Jess, we are playing the iconic kids' game show, Time Masters. <laughs> Do you remember Time Masters at all? Now, is that the one with the light-up floor? That's the one. Uh, it's also had the segment, which we are going to play, where the kid was asked a question and then had to face six basketball hoops, each with an answer above each hoop. He had to shoot the ball through the hoop that corresponded with the correct answer. Oh, okay. So that's what we're going to do. But we don't have basketball hoops no, in here. So you've got some marshmallows in front of you. Yep. That's going to be the basketball. The hoop is going to be my mouth. Okay, you've got a, you've got a big mouth. So I do. It should be easy enough. It should be easy enough. Okay. So you're going to hear the questions at uh, the same time as the kid. The kid in the show is going to be trying to shoot the basketball hoop. Mm-hmm. You're going to be trying to get the marshmallow in my mouth. As soon as you get it in, that's when you answer. That's when you I can can't answer, answer before, and okay. you've just got to do it before the kid does. Oh, All right, gosh. let's find out who you're up against. Uh, you're up against Alex. He's nine years old, and Alex, you've got a hobby, don't you? What's what's your hobby? Um, just horse riding. Oh, yeah, what kind of horses? Um, normal ones. All right, smartass. Uh, Jess, you've got a hobby as well, don't you? What's your hobby? Uh, sinking tinnies. Okay, what kind of tinnies? Oh, just huge ones. All right, let's... <laughs> Get underway with question number one. Are you ready with your marshmallows? Okay, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. I hope you're hungry. Here we go. Let's shoot some hoops and your time starts now. First question. What colour flag is used as a signal of surrender? Away you go. Down oh, there. God. What colour flag? Oh, God. Oh, God. That just went straight on What's your phone. Oh, my God. Another I don't know where you're there. there. It's Hayley, another ball. That's it. Get us down there. Right, 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 right,
Let's move on to question number two. First of all, how did you feel in that first uh, question? I, you know, I knew the answer straight away, but getting the marshmallow into your mouth is proving a little bit harder than I originally anticipated. That's what's unique about this game. The questions are really easy. Yeah. It, it is just uh, the technique you got to get right. I know. It's just my skills that are letting me down, but I can accept that and admit that, and I'm going to try harder this time. All right. You blew it on I, I, question one. <laughs> Let's go for question number two. A well-known fable is that of the goose that laid what coloured oh egg? Oh my gosh! Okay, why would be Dave? Be taller. Okay, be shorter. Be more left. Oh my gosh! Yes, I got it. Yes, I went and I beat him. You got him just in time. Yeah, take that. Go horse riding on a normal horse. One from two. Jess versus Alex, the fan of riding normal horses. Well, that means we've got a decider coming up. Question I've number three. I've emptied this packet of marshmallows. <laughs> we'll collect up some of the marshmallows and come back for question three after this commercial break. What do you do when the kids are always on the phone? All very simple. The tool man's installing a second line. Uh-oh. And it's communication breakdown. Take up the lost art of letter writing. Tonight, 7 o'clock on 7's Home Improvement. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining, Jess is a 28-year-old in 2020 and she's trying to outsmart and outplay a nine-year-old in the 1990s on the kids' game show Time Masters. You are one from two. Yes. This is the decider. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling stressed. I'm a little bit sweaty, if I'm honest. Okay. Let's go. Here we are. Question number three. A popular saying is that every cloud has a what-coloured lining. Oh, Keith, away oh you my go gosh. Okay, Jack. Oh, wow. oh, 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 every cloud oh has God, a what-coloured lining. spot on. Three out of three. That was... Oh. Wow, that felt really good. In basketball, they call that a swish. <laughs> Nothing but net. That went straight in. Congratulations. Oh. Not only are you smarter, you seem to be a better athlete than that child as well. Yeah, well, yeah, take that. Was his name Alex? Alex, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out what Jess has won. Our winners take home some of Sony Music's newest releases, including Oasis, Men in Black soundtrack, Tina Arena, and Milk by Dead Star. All from Sony Music. Pretty radical prize, Jess. Yeah, I don't have a CD player nor a Discman, so you can keep them. But thank you so much. Bragging rights is all I need. All right, that's it for the show. Good night. <laughs> it's Disco Dave's Radio Dojo. Shoes off, please. Dave, I've noticed that you don't use a wallet. No, I do not. I have a phone with a case that has a spot for three cards in the back, and that's all I need. No three cash. cards. What three cards do you use for your everyday life? I have my driver's license, I have my bank card, and a flybys card. Fly. <laughs> So out of the three, not even like a Medicare, a flybys. No, if I'm going to go to the doctor or something, I'll make, I'll get get it from my where I keep the rest of my oh, cards and my health insurance card. But going day to day, don't need cash, don't need anything, just need your driver's license, do bank you, card, flybys card, because I'm always either driving or shopping for food. Do you have heaps of flybys points? I haven't checked recently, but I think I've got like a million points, which equates <laughs> to about $10.50. <laughs> Well, I have a pretty hefty wallet and I wanted you as the master of streamline wallets to go through it and do a bit of an audit for me because I feel like I have some unnecessary things in here. Okay. I'm happy to help. All right. We've got a a brown leather wallet. Yep. Let's see what's in here. 
we've got a bank card. Hang on, this is <laughs> this is a corporate card. This is our company's corporate card. Oh yeah, yeah. They, tr I, they trust you with this thing. Yep, it's that's proof. I'm one of the most important people in this building. Oh wow. Uh, okay, regular bank card. You can keep that. Another bank card for Lloyd's Bank. What's Lloyd's <laughs> Bank? That is the bank I used when I lived in England. This expired two years ago. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Mems. So for memories, this is like yeah, you, you treat your wallet as a bit of a scrapbook get... <laughs> as well. You don't need that. Uh, what's this? Qantas frequent flyers card. You know, planes don't exist anymore. Yeah. You don't need that. Driver's license. You can keep that. Uh, Coles rewards card. Well, that's like the flybys card. Yep. Moving across into the cash section, I do see a few notes. <laughs> but they are not, it's not Australian currency. Is this, is this dong? Vietnamese dong, yes. Why do you have Vietnamese money in your wallet? Well, it seems like, where do I store it? Like, I don't want to throw, you don't just throw it away. I'm not going to go and exchange it. So I just, I well, guess. Well, just... you want it in your wallet in case you spontaneously <laughs> go to Vietnam. You want to be able to get a taxi when you arrive. That's ridiculous. <laughs> this is, this is a scrapbook wallet. You are keeping memories in here. Uh, there's a bunch of other cards. Okay, we've gone back even further in time. This oh. one expired in 2012. <laughs> International Student Identity Card, oh, Jess wow. Louise Nichols. Yeah, that's what? me. You don't need that one. You don't need that. Okay, some money. All right, I think that's about it. And there's this one final thing I must ask about. Um, it's just a card. It's not. It's a bit bigger than sort of like a business card. It says, Esmeralda's Prophecy. <laughs> A magic cityscape may unfold before you today. What is this? Where did you get it? On the front it says, The Great Esmeralda Sees All. I believe that's from Disneyland in in America. And there was a future-telling machine, and that was the little um, message it spat out for me when I put in a couple of, a couple of dimes. <laughs> a magic cityscape may unfold before you today. Did a magic cityscape unfold you before you today? Hang on, were you at Disney World? <laughs> yeah. Well, many of course a magic <laughs> cityscape was going You're in the happiest place on earth. This is... What it's a rigged. Joke. It's rigged. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, thanks for taking a trip down memory lane with me. Yeah, can your I... scrapbook wallet. Okay, I've gotten rid of about half. There you go. <laughs> you can reorganise that. <laughs> Thank you. It's Disco Dave's Radio Dojo on Triple M. It's about as dumb as it sounds. If you check any podcast charts, you will find plenty of true crime shows. Shows where the hosts act as amateur detectives to solve crimes. Our next guest has entered that world, but is doing it with uh, a difference. We are joined by comedian Cameron James, host of the new podcast, Finding Desperado. Cam, can you explain the premise of the show? Sure. So the show is a true crime show, but without any blood and murder. So my friend and co-host Alexi Toliopoulos and I find incredibly low stakes, uh, low-risk crimes out there in the world and try to solve them. And we have zero investigative skills, so often it takes us 10 times longer than it would take a real journalist or a real detective. And this time around, we go deep on a fake Guinness World Record that we found. But the Guinness Book of World Records, reputable publication. You have to, you have to be checked and signed off. How could a fake record have made it into the book? Well, that's the thing with Guinness. I think at a certain point in time, you could just say anything and you would get printed in the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> you could go on a record and be like, oh, by the way, I um, have the biggest pumpkin on my farm 
And got, just trust me, guys, it's the biggest pumpkin in the world. And people will be like, all right, that's going in the book. We're printing that up. I must say, I have witnessed a Guinness World Record be recorded and take place. And there was a very official man in a very official blazer that I feel like he would not dare print anything false into the Guinness World Record for. <laughs> Unless it was fully verified. I'm so jealous of you. What, what, what did you see? What did you um, witness? It was the biggest barbecue and egg bacon, I mean, no, bacon and egg roll barbecue. So they made like, I don't even know how many it was, it's, but yeah, he was there. It's he one was... of the better known uh, world records. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all remember when that, that <laughs> glorious day when the biggest bacon yeah. and egg roll was It's the barbecue. woman with the eyes that pop out of her head and the biggest barbecue for bacon and egg rolls. <laughs> she was there. She was there. That's why her eyes were bulging. She couldn't <laughs> believe she was seeing it. Okay. Well, so then Finding Desperado, can you just run us through the, 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 the circumstances of the person you're investigating and the, the world record which is being put under the spotlight? Sure. So this this predates the era when they would send an official out, Jess. This is this comes from the 1990s. Back in those days, there was no man in a blazer who would show up and make sure of these things. And uh, there was a, a gentleman from Europe. I won't say his name, but he claimed to be the youngest filmmaker of all time. He claimed that he made a movie when he was 13 years old, and that got printed in the Guinness Book of Records for about 15 years until it was eventually replaced by a younger person. But myself and Alexi can find no evidence that his movie exists at all on the internet. We believe that he made the movie up just to get printed in the Guinness Book of Records and become famous. And we are planning on uncovering him. (laughs) Exposing him. He's been enjoying the plaudits of being the youngest filmmaker. (laughs) Well, exactly. I mean, that's one of the most famous things you can be in the world, the youngest filmmaker of all time. So. I feel like this would have been so easy to de- debunk straight from the beginning. Like, can you just send us a copy of the film with your um, with your submission as well? Like, That's all part of it too. You're yeah. supposed to send all that in. That's, you're supposed to do all of that stuff. So we've been reaching, we've been contacting Guinness. We've been contacting the production companies all around the world. Anyway, it was a long journey and we've finished it now. But if you're interested in getting to the bottom of who this man is, why he would fake a Guinness World Record and what he would gain from it, then I suggest you listen to Finding Desperado. Finding Desperado, you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. When is it out? When is uh, when is the new season drop? comes out on October 30, which I think is Halloween. Spooky, wow. okay. spooky and time of year. End of this week. Cam, can you stick around? Because since we're talking Guinness World Records, Jess is a big fan. She wants to put us to the test. Me versus you, see if we can spot a fake Guinness World Record. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to. Okay, that's after this on Disco Dave's Radio Dojo, Triple M. We are still joined by comedian Cameron James, co-host of the podcast series Finding Drago. The new season is called Finding Desperado, all about investigating a potentially faked Guinness World Record. Uh, So, Jess, you are going to run Cam and I through. Are you going to pitch a couple of Guinness World Records at us? Our job is to spot... We'll just decide whether it's it's real or fake. Yep. So what I'll do is I'll read it out and then I'll count down three, two, one, and you both shoot out whether you reckon it's real or fake. Okay. So we both have to say (laughs) real or fake. Yeah. And then, okay. All right. Well, let's get underway. Cam, are you you good to go? I'm so nervous. I really am (laughs) nervous, but I I think I'm prepared. Have you spent a lot of time reading Guinness World Records in making this series? 
revisiting them. I've spent maybe them. a little bit, a little bit too much time on the Guinness Book of Records of late. So some of these I might know. Yeah, you might recognise. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Starting with the world's oldest pet parrot, an Illinois woman, Louis, Louise Miller, has the oldest known pet parrot. At 116 years old, her green-winged macaw has been passed down through three generations, originally being owned by her grandfather, who was a bird expert at the Brookfield Zoo. True or false? Okay. Three, two, one. True. True. False. <laughs> I made that Whoa. up. <laughs> but there were so really? many details. Yeah, I know. That's the yeah. way you trick people. You even called it oh, a green-winged so macaw. Liar. I know. Okay. Yeah, Jess is a... So ex- this is how you spot an expert liar, just <laughs> adding all these details yeah. in that will fool us. Okay, great. All right, well, so we both flunked out on that one. Yep. So it's okay. zero all. Record number two. The largest collection of belly button fluff. At 22.1 grams, Graham Barker has the largest collection of belly button fluff. And it is his own fluff, in case you're wondering. And he started collecting it in 1984. True or false? Three, two, one. True. True. That's got to be true. <laughs> it is. It's true. What a man. <laughs> 22 grams of his own belly button fluff. <laughs> Do you think he has that on his resume, on his LinkedIn profile, under awards? <laughs> yeah, how could you not? <laughs> All right, we spotted that one. Okay. Next. Too weird to not be true. Well, that's what I'm, I've realised that my technique in this game is I'm going to say true to everything because any of this stuff could be in the book as far as I know. Yeah, and it's a 50-50, so you'll get it right exactly. at least half of the time. Exactly. Okay, the world's longest poo. Michigan woman Michelle oh. Hines did the true. world's longest recorded poo. She squat-walked along the bowling alley of the school she worked at and managed Come to do on. a 26-foot-long unbroken turd. <laughs> Um, True or false? Three, two, one. False. It's false. false. It's true. (laughs) There is footage of it, and she is like posing next to her really long poo. And she's a teacher at the school that she did this poo of. Anyway, truly amazing. Absolutely the most outrageous thing in the world. Look that, it up because the photos are hilarious. Okay, maybe we should just go one more. We're on. We're one both more. on one each. All right, the world's right, largest okay. collection of toenail clippings. Larry Coates oh, from the Isle of Wight in England has the largest collection shit. of toenail clippings with over 46,000 individually bagged toenails. Why? They are actually being collected for medical research. Mm. True or false? Three, two, one. False. True. It's if false. They've got the <laughs> oh. crap in there. Oh my god! I won. What the hell? How is the longest crap reel that the toenails are fake? It's too because boring. Humans oh. are amazing. Yeah. All right. Finding Desperado. Get it where you get your podcasts. October thirty. Is it a, a new episode each week, or is the whole series coming out at once? It's a new episode each week for six weeks. Starting October 30, that's this week. Cameron James, thanks for stepping into the dojo. Thanks, Thanks, Cam. guys. It's Disco Dave's Radio Dojo on Triple M. If you missed the show, the podcast is available. Just search Disco Dave's Radio Dojo wherever you get your podcast from. Before we go, Jess, there's something I've been meaning to ask you. I saw someone tagged in your Instagram with one of the most memorable uh, Instagram names, profile names, I've ever seen. It was a fart safe space. <laughs> yes. I need you to explain who that person is. <laughs> okay. That is my friend Lexi and that she is a yoga teacher and it is her dream to open a yoga studio called 
a fart safe space so that um, people can just let it all go when they're in their class. Because have you ever done yoga? Yes, I have. And there is nothing worse than trying to relax as much as you can and hold in a fart. I completely agree. She's yeah, a genius. She is. Because yoga, you're meant woman. to be present and breathing and flowing is yes. the flow state. But yes. uh, it's hard to do that when you're constantly the whole time trying to hold in a fart. Oh. So her idea is a, a yoga studio where uh, no no rules around farting. Let it go. In fact, we go. encourage it. Encourage it. Yes, yes. A fart safe space. Exactly. Can you imagine what that would sound like? Well, what's her name? Her name's Lexi. Lexi. Uh, if you need a, a proof of concept, an audio proof of concept... Jess, uh, we've come up with what a fart safe space yoga studio might sound like. Welcome to Sunday afternoon vinyasa in our fart safe space. I know some of you may be nervous, so to break the ice and get the class started, I'm going to take a big inhale and exhale. Okay, so now relax and move into downward facing dog. Breathe in. Now we want to move into warrior pose and just let it rip. Oh, stunning. Oh, I can almost taste that release. Lovely. It's Disco Dave's Radio Dojo on Triple M. It's about as dumb as it sounds.